the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. What difference at this point does it make? Oh, shut up. If you've got health insurance, you can keep it. You like your health care plan, you will keep your plan. If you've got health insurance, you like your doctor, you like your plan, you can keep your doctor, you can keep your plan. I'm as bad as hell, but I'm not going to take this anymore. Welcome to another thrill-packed edition of Unite IE Radio. I think there was an election this week, and we'll probably be talking about that. And uh, speaking of that election, Don, you're now an elected official. I know. Do I have to take out a some good, kind of special insurance? You've, you know, you've gone from being a good, honest, hardworking talk show host into politics. Where do we go wrong? I know. Can you imagine? I'm doing what we've been telling people to do. Get off the couch, get onto the playing field, and uh, start getting involved. So, yeah, yeah Central <clears throat> Committee of uh, Riverside got elected along with a number of other great folks. And uh, uh, but But the more important thing is that we have probably one of the top – uh, analysts and political uh, op- observationalists. Is that even a word? It is now. It is now. Uh, in the state, he is the senior editor of Political Review, uh, CaliforniaPoliticalReview.com. And I'd like to welcome Steve Frank to our uh, Saturday edition of the United IE Radio Show. Steve, welcome to the show. Guys, glad to be with you. Glad to be with you and to have the opportunity to have our listeners hear what your thoughts were on Tuesday's California primary election. And I think the place to start is right from the top. Is the California Republican Party dead? Well, let me put it this way. The Republican Party of California uh, are the Lakers of basketball. Rolly and and no uh, vision to see how they succeed in the future. Let me give you some numbers. Well, I mean, just, just don't insult the Lakers like that. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's true, too. Well, let me give you some numbers. All right. Uh, in, in this election for November, there will be 16 legislative seats, Assembly, State, Senate, or Congress, where there will be only one candidate on the ballot. There will be 24 four legislative seats where there's only going to be one party on the ballot and there is a u.s senate seat where the first time in memory there is no republican candidate allowed on the ballot for november now the kicker we just found out this morning i I didn't know it last night when i wrote the op-ed piece that a major republican consultant has formed a political action committee to raise money among Republicans, not to help elect Republicans, but to help elect Loretta Sanchez, a Clinton Democrat, uh, to the U.S. Senate. So money that should go to help elect good Republicans throughout the state is instead being collected to uh, elect a Clinton Democrat to the U.S. Senate, who happens to be running against an Obama Democrat. And it's not a difference of opinion. It's just a difference of style. 
Wow. Well, you know, obviously not much to talk about regarding the top of the ticket, the presidential election, obviously, you know, with only uh, Trump uh, being the viable candidate, practically speaking, uh, you bring up the Senate race. So let's go right. Well, so top of the ticket. Hillary Clinton is down in California, is down 30 percent in her vote total from her vote total in 2008 when she defeated Obama in the California primary. Okay. Well, that's correct. And she was also 13% down in New Jersey, and Democrats nationwide had 7 million voters less in 216 than they had in 208, even though there's significantly more registered voters. So this 30% drop in California and 13% drop in New Jersey, is that reflective of a lack of enthusiasm on the side of the Democratic Party? I think it's not only a lack of enthusiasm on the Democrat Party, but a fear that uh, she is in such legal trouble that she won't be able to uh, run both a campaign for president and stay out of jail at the same time. Interesting. So is there a way in the in the general for us to put this uh, lack of enthusiasm, fear of, well, maybe by the time that the November election rolls around, that 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 uncertainty will be lifted either by virtue of the fact that, uh, you know, the FBI makes a recommendation and the DOJ decides not to follow through on it. Or I can't even imagine the FBI saying we can find no uh, indictable. Uh, evidence of criminal activity on the part of Hillary Clinton or her staff. What do you think the odds of that are? Well, I think if she's indicted, she's in trouble. If she's not indicted, she's in even worse trouble because a few minutes uh, uh, ago, uh, well, let me see, on Thursday, uh, Barack Obama endorsed uh, uh, Hillary Clinton for president. So if there is no indictment of Hillary. Donald Trump is going to say that's because Barack Obama supports her for president and is protecting her. She's in a no-win situation, and uh, the Obama endorsement means that whether she's indicted or not, the people will indict her. But as an overview on this, let me suggest that, as you already know, this is not a normal election cycle, and it's no textbook has ever been written to run a campaign for this uh, presidential election. So uh, let me suggest there's one more part of the textbook to be thrown out. The November election is not Republican versus Democrat for president. The November election is the people versus the government, the people versus the special interests, the people versus those who want to control our government without the say of the people. And I think that the angry voters, the people who supported Sanders, the people that supported uh, Ted Cruz, and those who support Donald Trump, are the vast majority of this nation. And the one commonality all three supporters have is that they have no trust or respect for government, and that this election will be those on the outside who are being harmed versus the establishment, which is gaining the benefit. You know, the other day, uh, Hillary gave a speech on income inequality, the need for a $15 minimum wage, and how we have to make uh, uh, women get paid the same as men. 
Well, she was wearing a $13,000 Armani jacket. As always, some animals are are more equal than others. Well, I mean, how many, if I believed in income equality as she does, is she going to start a new government program where the poor get paid $365,000 for a one-hour speech? I think that's income equality, Hillary Clinton style. Absolutely, it is. So you mentioned... So in this year, so in this year, there was a poll, a PPIC poll and a couple weeks ago, uh, Hillary was up by 10 could Calif- could in this topsy turvy year could Donald Trump make California competitive? Yes, he can because I think he's going to tap into the angry voter, and the campaign from his side is going to be very simple: Do you trust and respect government? If so, vote for Hillary. If you can see the reality of what government has done to you and your family, vote for me. And I think if he changes the language of of the debate and frames it in that fashion, very simple, and keeps hitting home that message, most people understand government is not your friend, it's your enemy. We have a question for you we'll answer after the break, and that is, can, along the lines of what Greg posed, can Donald Trump court those Bernie Sanders or a good portion of those over to his side for November between now and then. We're talking to Steve Frank, who's the senior editor of Political News and Reviews. It has been involved in California politics for nearly, can I say it, Steve? Over 50 years. <laughs> I'll let you say it. And we'll be right back after a break for this half hour. From Ed Hoffman of Wholesale Capital Corporation, sponsor of this half of Unite IE Radio, the place to go for your real estate lending needs, both residential and commercial. More with Steve Frank after this message. Hi, this is Ed Hoffman, President of Wholesale Capital Corporation, your local direct mortgage lenders. It's all but certain now that we are about to see interest rates begin to rise after several years of being spoiled with historically low interest rates. But don't panic, it's not the end of the world. What it does mean is that if you've been thinking about the purchase of a new home, the purchase of a vacation home or investment property, or if you don't want to buy, but you need to refinance the home, you have to lower the rate, remove the mortgage insurance, or to pull out cash to pay higher interest, higher payment, credit cards, auto loans, or student loan debt. Or if you're a senior and have been considering looking into that reverse mortgage thing that everyone seems to be talking about lately, then call me toll-free at 855-640-2020. That's 855-640-2020. I'll run the numbers for you and let you know what all your options are, the pros and cons of each one, and help you steer towards a decision that makes the most sense for you and your family. Once again, the number is 855-640-2020, or get me on the web at wccloans.com. And listen to my show, The Main Event, Saturdays at 9.30 a.m. and 9 o'clock p.m. and Sundays at 4 o'clock, right here on AM 590, The Answer. AM 590, The Answer. Welcome back to the United Inland Empire radio program, heard every week on this fine station at 4 o'clock. We're talking about Tuesday's primary California primary election results with Steve Frank, who's the senior editor of California Political News and Reviews. And we just left you with a cliffhanger. Can Donald Trump court... The Bernie, the disaffected, the angry uh, folks that are upset with government who currently are, you know, imparting Bernie Sanders with their support. Can Donald Trump bring those people over, Steve? Well, this past week, Susan Sarandon, who's been a surrogate for Bernie Sanders around the country, uh, announced that she will vote for uh, Donald Trump over Hillary. And on Thursday morning, Roseanne Barr 
who's as nutty as a fruitcake and a self-proclaimed socialist, who also is a Sanders supporter, announced that she could vote for uh, Trump over Hillary. Wow. I'm rethinking my support for Donald Trump. (laughs) You know, you worry about that, uh, you know, why such people would do that. But I think it goes back to what I said in the previous segment, that the American public is angry. Look, in in 68, Nixon got elected by the moral majority. In 1980, Reagan, uh, I'm sorry, by the silent majority. Reagan got elected in 80 by the moral majority. And in 216, I think Trump gets elected by the angry majority, that the American public is angry with the duplicity, the lies, the fraud, the corruption, and the abuse of power by government. And I'm not talking about what Obama's done or Hillary's done. Uh, I'm talking about government, Republican and Democrat, and that the people are opposed to both political parties, which is why in California, for instance, there's almost as many uh, declined to state as there are registered Republicans. And uh, this is going to be a major factor in elections in the future. Uh, quite probably, by the end of the 218 election, there will be more decline to state than registered Republicans, because the Republican Party is not doing any voter registration, uh, organized voter registration from the state party level, which is the responsibility of the state party. The Democrats are doing it, but most people are saying a pox on both your houses, and they're registering as a declined state. Wow. You know, you, br- you bring up registrations. Over the past uh, three years, uh, you said the responsibility of voter registration is a big part of the uh, California uh, Republican Party's job. How have they been doing at that? From 1999 to January of 2013, in that 13-year period, the Republican Party gained 44,000 registered voters. Not many, but it didn't lose any. From January of 2013 to April of 2016, in three years, we lost 403,000 registered voters. Wow. You also published a week or two ago a polling data that showed that the support of the California Republican Party by California Republicans in six months has declined from 74% to 38%. Oh, absolutely. We had a, a, a significant issue where in the state legislature, uh, the Democrats wanted to create a $1.7 billion a year tax on your private insurance. And they needed Republican votes to do that. And Republicans in the Assembly and State Senate uh, moved over, voted for the tax increase. So now your your uh, uh, health insurance is going to go up by $1.7 billion a year just to pay this tax. And where does that money go? It goes to paying for free health care for illegal aliens. And it was Republicans who did it. Why would you trust a party where the leadership votes to raise taxes to get free health care to illegal aliens at the expense of your own children? Do you think the Republicans will be able to maintain one-third plus in the the legislature this year? There are two legislative seats that the Republicans took in 2014— uh, David Hadley's in the South Bay of Torrance, and Young Kim's in uh, in Orange County. Uh, both those districts uh, were Democrat. Hadley and Kim won those seats, but in the primary uh, on Tuesday, both of them lost uh, 
one by 3,000, the other by 6,000 votes in a one-to-one against uh, uh, the Democrat running against them. Uh, the bigger problem now for Hadley and Kim, for instance, is that in the November election, the Democrats are going to be fighting for a U.S. Senate seat. So all the special interests behind Sanchez, all the special interests behind Harris are going to be pushing to get their liberal, radical voters out. The Republicans have no one out there. And unless Trump uh, catches fire, there'll be no real push in California. And so what's going to happen is the Republican voters will be down, the Democrat voters will be up, and uh, I think it will be extremely hard, because we don't have a candidate for the U.S. Senate, uh, to keep the uh, uh, the legislature uh, with a uh, at least more than a one-third uh, Republican uh, uh, membership. Well, and add to that list Mark Steinnorth in the, in the 40th Assembly District. He's an incumbent, Republican incumbent, but he won. He was in the lead in the recent election by 50.2%. And the Democrat, I, I saw absolutely nothing. I'm in that district. I saw absolutely nothing from her, nothing on Facebook, nothing in the mail, nothing on media from her. And she almost uh, she almost won that race. Right. We're, we're, we will probably lose a few seats in the Assembly, might lose a couple of seats in the Senate, will lose the two-thirds. And then our leadership uh, will say, you have to keep us because we can raise money. I don't care how much money you raise. If you can't spend it to win, you're losers. Well, and if we do lose this, and the critical thing to attach to this conversation is the fact that having the, uh, you know, ha- having a two-thirds majority in the hands of the Democrats again means they can pass tax increases without going to the voters. Without going to the voters. And that's a big deal. And that's one of the things that the feather in the cap of the Republican Party has been over the last two years is, look at all the tax increases we've stopped. Well, the problem with that is, a few years ago, there was a $3.5 billion tax extension on vehicle taxes, and again, it was Republicans that voted, gave the Democrats enough votes to give them the two-thirds so they can raise your taxes, what will wind up to be a $42 billion transfer of payments from you and your families to the state government. Uh, so even without a, two, uh, a two-thirds supermajority, the Democrats are able to get Republicans who uh, think they're doing the right thing by raising your taxes and acting like Democrats uh, to, to move over. It doesn't take a two-thirds majority anymore. Just find the uh, five or six Republicans that prefer to be Democrats. On that Time. note, we have to take a break to hear from our sponsor this half hour. We'll be back with Is There Hope for Conservative Values in California with, sen- with Senior Political Editor for CAPoliticalReview.com, Steve Frank. Word from Ed Hoffman of Wholesale Capital Corporation, a great patriot and sponsor of this uh, half of Unite IE Radio. Ed Hoffman and Wholesale Capital Corporation are the place to go for your real estate lending needs. More Hi, this is Steve Ed Hoffman, Frank President of Wholesale message. Capital Corporation, your local direct mortgage lenders. It's all but certain now that we are about to see interest rates begin to rise after several years of being spoiled with historically low interest rates. But don't panic. It's not the end of the world. 
What it does mean is that if you've been thinking about the purchase of a new home, the purchase of a vacation home or investment property, or if you don't want to buy, but you need to refinance the home you have to lower the rate, remove the mortgage insurance, or to pull out cash to pay higher interest, higher payment, credit cards, auto loans, or student loan debt, or if you're a senior and have been considering looking into that reverse mortgage thing that everyone seems to be talking about lately, then call me toll-free at 855-640-2020. That's 855-640-2020. I'll run the numbers for you and let you know what all your options are, the pros and cons of each one, and help you steer towards a decision that makes the most sense for you and your family. Once again, the number is 855-640-2020, or get me on the web at wccloans.com. And listen to my show, The Main Event, Saturdays at 9.30 a.m. and 9 o'clock p.m. and Sundays at 4 o'clock, right here on AM 590, The Answer. AM 590, The Answer. Welcome back to Unite IE Radio. We're talking to Steve Frank, a guru of California politics for 50 years now. And my question is this. We talked about what is there hope, and I think the answer to that is probably no. But how should California Republicans and conservatives approach these top two races, particularly the Senate race, but other local races, where there's two Democrats? Should you pick the one that's marginally better than the other? Or should we say we're not voting for either unless one of the Democrats makes it sufficiently worth our while to support them? Because Republicans are, and conservatives are still worth about 40% of the vote, and that's a huge voting block, potentially. So I would hope that every Republican refuses to vote for the lesser of two evils. The only difference between uh, uh, Harris and Sanchez's style, both support unions, both support higher taxes, both support Obamacare, uh, both support Obama's foreign policy. Uh, the, the only difference between them is style. And why would you want to encourage... A, uh, a a race between a Bolshevik and a Menshevik. You stay out of those. If the Republicans are to make a difference, we need to show our power. And the way we show our power is not by giving money or supporting Loretta Sanchez, who will smile at you, say the right things, and vote against you. The best thing we could do is to show by what's called an undervote that tens of thousands of Republicans won't vote for a Democrat for a state assembly, that hundreds of thousands of Republicans won't vote for a Democrat, a socialist, for a U.S. Senate. By staying out of the race, we gain power. By joining the Democrats, we get into the habit of, well, you know, a Republican can't win, so let's support Democrats. And eventually there's no Republican Party. Wow. Is there in our last, we got about two and a half minutes left with you, Steve, here in this uh, half hour. Is there anything Republican conservatives especially can do between now and November? Uh, strategies for, you know, propping up the right candidates, um, you know, being involved in the communities. What, what, what can we do? Well, two things we could do. First, we should find the right candidates for city council, for school board, for local races, where uh, filing opens up next month and is open for about 30 days in most places, and get the good candidates, the right candidates, to run for local office. The second thing we could do is take a look at the electoral map throughout the state of California, figure out which solid, truthful conservatives are running for office and are still on the ballot for Assembly, State, Senate, or Congress, and unite and unify behind those candidates and work for those candidates in our area or region. And let those candidates that love 
uh, tax increases that uh, try to work with the Democrats to provide uh, protection for the extortionist unions, allow those folks to work for themselves and leave us alone. We need to unite. But the biggest thing is to begin to build our base for the 2018 election. Excellent advice. And that's one of the ideas behind Unite IE as a whole is, you know, organizing and uniting. But is there any prospect of we're going to build our base in California? Is isn't California just lost uh, because of immigration that the it's, the voting deck is stacked against any Republican or conservative? You know, the interesting thing is when you talk to people of different backgrounds, they have the exact same concerns: uh, good education, safe streets, quality jobs, uh, freedom. And we just haven't gotten our message across that we're the party of uh, quality education, of lower taxes, of more freedom, and that the Democrats are the party that held them back. So I would suggest that we just need to uh, uh, revise our communication skills and work toward developing a relationship with these communities to show how our values, our conservative values, meets their needs and the Democrats harm their needs. Great advice from Steve Frank, senior editor of CAPoliticalReview.com. You can find out more about Steve. Follow his writings on that website under the heading California Political News and Views. Steve, thank you for joining us on this edition of Unite IE. I'll keep my freedom. I'll keep my guns. I watch the news and have to wonder if this country's going crazy. Talk about how much they're loving here. Welcome back to the United Inland Empire radio program. My name is Don Dix. I'm with the local ACT chapter out in Corona, and I'm uh, joined, as always, by my co-host, Greg Britton. We are talking about this week's big news, of course, the California primary. We had uh, CA Political Review editor Steve Frank on earlier, and now we are joined by one of our other favorite uh, folks up that were Keeps us in the know about what's going on up in Sacramento. Her name is Katie Grimes. Primarily, you can read her work on flashreport.org. She's also writing for Canadian Free Press and another favorite of hers, legalinsurrection.com. And she can be followed on Twitter at at sign Katie Sack Citizen on Twitter. Katie, welcome to the Unite IE radio program. Hi, thanks for having me. Well, it's great to have you here. So, big news, you know, California had its I think primary. There was an election this week. Yeah, they had their yeah. election. What? Uh, any any thoughts or observations you have coming out of that out of Tuesday's uh, uh, frivolity? Well, other than I want to become a heavy drinker. Um, <laughs> I'll drink we, to that. <laughs> we did do that Tuesday night. That's a, that's a fact. Yeah. Um, if if I if I didn't think California could get any worse, it just did. Um, I, I think uh, I think Tuesday's election isn't good for California. Um, other than we uh, we do have a presumed uh, Republican nominee for president, which is thankful that we've at least got a Republican. <laughs> and, yes. and, and the U.S. the U.S. hasn't yet gone to the top two primaries. 
Well, speaking well, speaking of that, uh, uh, Steve said that he thinks that uh, the last poll I saw was Trump was down to Clinton in California by 10 points. He thinks that Trump could actually make California competitive. What do you think? I completely agree. Uh, and, and again, the way politics is rolling, it depends on who's doing the poll. And unfortunately, polls have gotten as political as everything else has. So, you know, it's kind of as, as, as accurate as the last person you talk to anymore. Hmm. Well, you know, as, as my theory or my, my idea is Trump should announce that if he's elected president, he will use the existing authority under the Endangered Species Act to override the, the, the uh, endangered species and delist the Delta smelt as an Ooh. endangered species, and therefore freeing up massed amounts of water for the people of California, he makes that promise. Now, that I think- is actually a brilliant idea. I like that a lot because we all know there, the, the Delta smelt not only is a non-indigenous fish to California, it's not endangered. Um, it, it, it's, yeah, it, it should not be holding up all of the ag water that we so desperately need. But most of the animals that have been put on the endangered species list in the last said uh, decade or two it, it's phony baloney it's just done to control areas of the country so so in terms of you know what we need to do what do you you, you spend a lot of time in sacramento you you get a sense of what is the the sort of the insanity is up there we saw a raft of bills come out of uh, the legislature in the last week when they could submit stuff what do we need what's your advice to us out here uh in the hinterland uh about what we can do to you know turn this around is there hope um listen i never say never and i never lose hope um right now i think things are are pretty rough in this state um the, the thing that i always recommend for people to do is do your best to keep it local where you know you can make a difference but that includes Staying in very, very close touch with your local senators or, you know, your, your designated senator and assembly members. And if you need to, put the pressure on them on the issues that are, are so important. And uh, they do take that back to the Capitol. Uh, rather than having to, you know, travel up to the state Capitol and attend committee hearings where you will get to speak for two seconds, it's better to deal right through your elected representative. So march yourself into the office with a group of other folks and tell them that you're not happy about. Now, it, would you say doing that not just with, uh, you know, Republicans, but also with uh, folks on the other side of the aisle? Are they Absolutely. E- All right. Every person, every person that calls or comes into their district offices, they have to register this. They have to acknowledge it. And, um, you know, it doesn't mean they have to be polite. But they do have to acknowledge it. And if enough people come in on any given issue, um, it, it does make a difference. I've seen it make a difference. That's good. Good. Uh, good thought. How should yeah. uh, how should California conservatives and Republicans approach the Senate race this fall between Harris and Sanchez? Should they think, well, maybe Sanchez is marginally, incrementally better, so we should support her or absent giving us enough sufficient cause, we should just say, you know. Pox on both of them. We're not voting for Senate. Um, boy, that's a tough one for me because I I still believe that every vote matters. And I, I think sometimes that does extend into not casting a vote. Um, the top two primary has absolutely screwed Republicans in most parts of the state. And this is such a classic example that Republicans not only don't have a say, 
in, in this particular race, but were, you know, frankly, they worked against each other with the, you know, the 17 Republicans on that race to begin with, rather than just choosing one to run against uh, Kamala Harris or, or Loretta Sanchez. I don't know. I'm probably not going to vote in that race. Well, in my view, because <clears throat> there's still about 40% of the vote is Republican and conservative, and that's yeah. a huge voting block. Yes. But we should not vote for the slightly lefter no. Democrat. Is they need no. to get, is if Sanchez wants our vote, she's got to give us good reason to support her. Otherwise, fine, we don't care. Exactly. And whether Sanchez is willing to do that, what she can do, I don't know. But she, I think, in any top, any of these top two all dem races, they have to give us sufficient reason. Yeah, they do. And and I would actually like to see the top two backfire a little bit on the Democrats. So it, it could be very interesting. I mean, I know Harris thinks this is a coronation, um, and the Dems in the state largely seem to go along with that. But um, I agree with you. I like that idea. I guess the good news about this in this case is that the Democrats are going to be spending a lot of money battling each other. Yes. Yes, they are. And, you, and it'll probably be union against union in this one. But the also the downside of that is they're going to have they're going to be getting out the Democrat vote in November, and that's going to translate down the ballot. Possibly, um, I think what is more effective in getting out the Democrat vote is a you know a, a presidential candidate or a, a gubernatorial candidate. A U.S. Senate race doesn't seem to spark a lot of interest in voters. Hmm. Sadly. Let me give you an, we have a local example here. I forget what the, the district number is, but in San Bernardino, we have a, we have Cheryl Brown running an incumbent running against a more lefter Dem Eloise Gomez Reyes, and mm-hmm. Cheryl Brown is one of these that voted that was up that opposed the fifty percent gas rationing, and yeah. and they they got in Gomez Reyes to take her out so they could pass that. Is right. that is that enough that Republicans in San Bernardino should support Cheryl Brown? You know, my observations of Cheryl Brown uh, have been that she is a very approachable, um, I think a, a rather thoughtful Democrat. And I think it's worth a try. Perhaps um, Republicans in, in San Bernardino could uh, you know, strategize on a couple of key issues that perhaps she would be receptive to and see, you know, see what, what her response is. With that, we will take a break for a word from our sponsor for this half of Unite IE Radio, All-Star Collision, the place to take your car if you have an accident because they are truly the kings of rock and roll. Back after this. When you're on an auto accident, you want quality repairs done as fast as possible. All you need is All-Star. For over 20 years, All-Star Collision and Corona has delivered quality work and customer service with honesty and integrity. They offer free pickup and delivery, free estimates, and they're approved by all major insurance companies. They repair aluminum and fiberglass bodies with computerized frame straightening to get your car or truck back to factory spec perfection. You'll have your vehicle back fast and in showroom condition, safety checked, washed and detailed, fluids topped off with a lifetime warranty on paint and repairs. So exercise your freedom of choice and call All-Star Collision, the kings of wreck and roll at 951-279-9161. Mention AM590 and get a free rental car for up to five days or $100 off your repairs. 951-279-9161. All-Star Collision. 951-279-9161. AM590. The answer. 
This is Senator Mike Morrell asking you to tune in to Unite IE Radio every Saturday at 4 o'clock on AM 590, The Answer. Welcome back to Unite IE Radio. Edward R. Murrell once said that a nation of sheep will beget a government of wolves. And I think we certainly see that happening in America today. We're talking with Katie Grimes, an expert on California politics who writes on FlashReport.org, Canada Free Press, and Legal Insurgent. Or insurrection. Legal Insurrection. Welcome, Katie. What are your thoughts about how... How should we proceed here in California, Republicans and conservatives? Uh, I just said never give up. Um, I'm, I'm really unhappy with Republican leadership in this state. Um, and unfortunately, there are still those in the state capitol, Republicans who've been elected to office, that um, don't show a backbone when they really should. But there are some very, very good ones. And, um, you know, number one, support them. And... Um, I, I think perhaps Republicans ought to push for some other leadership down the road. You know, there's a brand new drug that's been approved by the FDA, and I don't know if you've heard of it, Katie, but uh, it's uh, basically to be used uh, with certain politicians. The drug's name is Groaset. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I'm thinking that that new drug should be re- should be uh, required met- medicinal uh, use of certain Republican California politicians. What do you think? Yes, especially at the Capitol. When, uh, when, when given an opportunity to speak out on something, too many are sitting on their hands. Uh, I think Groaset could be a very useful, <laughs> useful drug. You have an article in Canada Free Press. It's called Hashtag Trumpocalypse Hysteria in Full Effect. Of course, we've seen as Trump rallies, particularly out here in California recently, uh, the violence that the uh, socialists, Marxists, and ostensibly the Bernie supporters have engaged in. Now that there's a, you know, the the question of who's going to be the Democratic presumptive nominee has sort of been settled. Bernie promises to go on to the Democratic camp, uh, convention. Are we going to continue to see that kind of violence at Trump rallies uh, as we progress towards November, do you think? I think so. Um, and it's not just Bernie people, believe me. These are just some of the most radical leftists um, who are showing up. They're, they're waving the Mexican flag. Um, I, I was at a Trump rally here in Sacramento when he flew into the airport. And um, while we did not have the level of uh, opposition show up, um, those who were here were um, very vocal, very nasty, very smelly. I wanted to tell him to take a shower. Wow. Um, um, and they were, um, they're just they're really hostile. They didn't have much to say, which was really interesting. Um, and, and I wrote an article about it because there are some paid professional protesters who keep showing up at these same rallies all up and down, at least in California. Um, and they are being funded. They're very well funded. Well, have, uh, and so it's not just burning people. And you have certain cities like in San Jose where the police were told to stand down and they stood yeah. back and they watched and let these thugs and criminals beat up American citizens on the street. Well, let me ask you this. I mean, the evidence certainly seemed to imply they were told to stand down. Do you know anything specific that they that there was an order by the mayor of San Jose? Uh, I have just heard probably the same thing you have, that there were news reports that the mayor did tell them to stand down. 
And since then, it's also come out that the chief of police in San Jose is also a La Raza member and uh, certainly discouraged his guys from doing much of anything. Wow. So, you know, yeah, what are they going to do when they see Mexican flags waving? Um, there was even a, um, a the, the official police report had two plainclothes policemen who were at the rally say that Trump supporters were running for their lives, in quotes, and they were how they were beaten up. And these two plainclothes guys stood back and let it happen because they were afraid that this mob of 400 would turn on them also. Unreal. They thought that by, yeah. by getting involved, it was going to in, it, it ratchet up the level of violence. Yeah, that, they were, that their lives were also in danger. Um, this, is, this is paid protesters. These aren't just, you know, first-time Bernie voters who are just upset that, you know, that this might be stolen from them. This is real. This is, it's not protesting. This is violence. This is, uh, as I said, it's being paid for. And I traced the money all the way from um, George Soros' MoveOn.org. Tom Steyer is funding these groups. Then it trickles down even through the California Endowment to these all kinds of acorn-sounding groups. It's, it's very well orchestrated, and it is violent. It is not protesting. Interesting. So that'll so we will see more. So we will we'll continue to see more because the, the the obvious thing, and this is you know something that uh, people all across that are reporting on this says this is doing nothing but gaining Trump supporters. Yes, well, I know, completely agree. I don't. There isn't a Trump supporter out there, or even someone on the fence, who believes that that. Trump is the cause of the violence that is rallies, despite how, how every single media outlet seems to be trying to blame him for this. Just his, his very candidacy, apparently, according to, you know, even some in Fox News. Oh, well, you know, Trump's the cause of all this violence. It's just driving people to him. Well, yeah, I mean, certainly. I mean, he wants to enforce America's immigration laws. So, of course, we expect people on the left to be violent. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely. It's just like if you say the wrong thing to certain Muslims, that that turns devotees of the religion of peace into t- terrorist killers. Yes. And that's what we, we have this absolute intolerance to just about anything coming out of a Caucasian person's mouth now. So in your article that I uh, cited on Can- Canadian Free Press, uh, down mm-hmm. below where you get into Trumpocalypse, you list, you list a whole series of things. You know, qu- you know, for those that are questioning whether Donald Trump is a conservative, look at this list of stuff uh, yeah. as far as his position. Any surprises in that list, or are these, these all pretty much the conservative talking point? Anything that stood out for you as you did this analysis? No, I think um, this was... Uh, It's so interesting. I mean, Trump is the first one to come out and say, we absolutely have to secure our borders. And that, you know, that began the, you know, the hullabaloo on, you know, calling him a racist. But, I mean, the questions are, so for those who say Donald Trump is not a conservative, is securing our borders not conservative? Tightening visa controls, is that not conservative? Stopping, ending the sanctuary cities. Sanctuary cities are a complete violation of our U.S. Constitution, and I cannot believe that even George Bush, when he was in office, didn't put an end to that. But here we are. So, I mean, everything from, you know, the illegal alien problem in this country, whether it's uh, uh, Latino illegal uh, immigrants or uh, Middle Easterners, to the trade issues. And one of the questions was wanting Europe, Japan, and South Korea to pay more for the defense that we provide them, that. And, and then the trade, uh, the, the uh, imbalance in, in trade tariffs. 
he's talking very reasonable, common sense, uh, and traditional conservative things. Just staggering. The trade deficit in manufactured goods in America is $1 trillion every year. Yes, exactly. How is that good for America? And Donald Trump is the only one who will bring that up. Yes, exactly. We never once heard uh, Jeb Bush talk about it. Ted Cruz didn't talk about it. Um, uh, I didn't hear Kasich talk about it. No, they're for open border. I mean, the the, 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 the level of of support for open borders in America, both for political reasons and for economic reasons of of making more money and driving down the wages of America workers is is staggering. Yeah, exactly. Last line of your article says there is a war on on over the Mm -hmm. future of the American economy, capitalism or socialism. And I would extend that to say even our culture. And so the question is, what side do you stand on? And more importantly, are you willing to engage in this war, get out of the stands, get onto the playing field and strap on the uniform and start defending America here on our shores and in our communities? And this is a great article to get people fired up. Thank you. You find yeah, it on, on your Twitter feed and at Canada Free Press. Yes, exactly. And and that's what whenever anybody starts to argue with me over, you know, Donald Trump, I say, look, it, it boils down to capitalism or socialism, because those are the choices we're faced with right now. Amen to that. Katie, thank you so much for joining us here on United Land Empire radio program. You can follow Katie on Twitter at K. Katie, K-A-T-Y, SAC Citizen. And you can also follow her work on flashreport.org, Candidate Free Press, and Legal Insurrection. We will post her article up on the Unite IE Facebook page, the one that we've been speaking about, the Trumpocalypse. Katie, thank you for joining us. Thank you, Katie. John and Greg, thank you very much. And now a word from All-Star Collision, the place to take your car when you have an accident because they are truly the kings of wreck and roll. Back after this. When you're on an auto accident, you want quality repairs done as fast as possible. All you need is All-Star. For over 20 years, All-Star Collision and Corona has delivered quality work and customer service with honesty and integrity. They offer free pickup and delivery, free estimates, and they're approved by all major insurance companies. They repair aluminum and fiberglass bodies with computerized frame straightening to get your car or truck back to factory spec perfection. You'll have your vehicle back fast and in showroom condition, safety checked, washed and detailed, fluids topped off with a lifetime warranty on paint and repairs. So exercise your freedom of choice and call All-Star Collision, the kings of wreck and roll at 951-279-9161. Mention AM590 and get a free rental car for up to five days or $100 off your repairs. 951-279-9161. All-Star Collision. 951-279-9161. AM590. The answer. Welcome back to the Unite Inland Empire radio program, where we talk about the most important political office of the country of our republic, and that is the private citizen and what folks can do to get involved. Of course, this week, you're getting involved meant voting. That's important, but there's stuff going on all the time that requires vigilance to maintain our republic. 
And we've got some upcoming events. Of course, UniteIE.com. You can go to that website and plug into one of the many groups around the Inland Empire that are involved. In fact, you mentioned at the beginning of the show, Central Committee, we had a number of people uh, from our groups throughout the Inland Empire that ran for Central Committee uh, that asked for people to write their name in for various assembly seats. And then you had Steve Frank earlier say, hey, you know, the window is opening for local office uh, school board, city council, try to find those people that will go into these roles to uphold our values at, in, in, at the elected uh, office and stop the push down, the cram down of these progressive policies. Well, that's true, although um, here in California, well, 47% of the nonpartisan offices, state and county, city and county offices are Republicans. Well, they don't have an R or a D next to their name. They still don't necessarily vote conservative. And that's why it requires constant vigilance. you got to right. show up to the... And we had an interesting situation come up a couple of uh, uh, days ago, actually. I had somebody reach out to me on Facebook and say, you know what? I'm involved in my local city. I'm seeing things happen. Uh, we go to the city council meetings, and we really need some help and guidance. Um, and we got them connected to uh, someone here in the Inland Empire who has been very active in guiding and informing us about... Uh, this sustainable, what, what some call the sustainability agenda, but we, you know, this this uh, uh, climate change that comes from climate change, the notion that you know we've got to protect the world from man caused climate change. But really, what we now know is that that is a front, that's a wedge in order to advance uh, socialism, these socialism, these progressive policies. And he is going to be speaking at an event on Sunday, June the twelfth at 7 p.m. in Huntington Beach. So it's a bit of a drive. Huntington Beach Baptist Church in Fountain Valley. Uh, three individuals, Dan Titus, uh, who has been researching the impact of sustainable development, which is essentially Agenda 21, and the way it's coming into our local general plans in our cities. He's going to be speaking along with a, a regular citizen that got involved in the city of Huntington Beach. He saw what this policy was doing to his city, changing the character of Huntington Beach. His name is Mike Hoskinson. He got involved by getting onto the City Planning Commission. And uh, there's some other activists who will be there. And so this is a great event that you can go to to get more information and understand from education to activism. Now, Dan's also going to be a part of another event that's going to be uh, covering much the same topic Saturday, June 18th. This is also going to be in Orange County at the Holiday Inn in Orange County Airport. Both of these events are going to be up on the Unite IE Facebook page and the UniteIE.com website, so you can get more information about those. And you have a big event coming up this next this Thursday with Sebastian Gorka. Well, that's right. Sebastian Gorka, Dr. Sebastian Gorka, who is probably one of the uh, most uh, outspoken experts on terrorism. We see him on Fox News. Uh, we see him uh, all over the place, very active on Facebook. He's somebody else you should follow on Facebook. He's coming into the IE uh, on Thursday evening. And uh, that's going to be at the Fox Theater. You can get more information about that event. Get tickets. It's going to include a book uh, for $25 is the cost of the event. That includes a book or 35 for two people that also includes a book. And it's going to be a great opportunity to, to uh, visit with him and understand what the impact is of terrorism here in this country. His book called uh, Jihad, The Winnable War is the book he'll be discussing. Go to am590theanswer.com and there'll be a link there to get tickets and more information and that's going to do it for us another edition of the united inland empire radio program 
Tune in every Saturday at 4 p.m. We'll be back next week. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.